where we stopped last week, said we we're talking about the new man. So let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the supply of the Spirit. Thank you for you've anointed me to preach, to teach, and to heal. We ask, Father, that you open the eyes of understanding, that we see your word for its true intent in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's do Mark 16 from 17. Mark 16, 17. Are we with our Bibles and our notes? Some people don't bring books to church again. Yeah. You have everything in your head as we are saying it. And Bibles, Mark 16, 17. All right. It says, and these signs shall follow them. All right, let's start from 15. Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise God. Again, let's jump down to first um, Acts chapter 2. Now, quickly, Acts chapter 2. So we'll just read the same scriptures we read last week because it's a continuation of what we're doing. Acts 2 from verse 41. Now, now I'll read from here. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Then lastly, 1 John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3. 1 John 1 from verse 1 to 3. Now certain of the Gentiles came into the service without okay, so, without Bibles and... Are you following me? Praise God. All right. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, says, for the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. says, that which we have seen and have heard, declare we unto you, that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So, when we started last week, um, we read Mark 16, 17, and we said, uh, we'll just take the new life, or the new man, or the new creature, um, systematically, line upon line, precept upon precept, because when Jesus was telling them to go into the world and preach to every creature, he says, this sign shall follow they that believe. So one of the first things is they will speak in, in new tongues, and it's good we always teach that and make a defense for everything Jesus said, because that's the beginning of the life of the new creature. And so those signs, like we said last week, must follow them. Now, firstly, he was talking about what? Mark 16, 17. What did he say first? No, 17. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. He says, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I said, we're going to take all this one by one and see what he's saying there. So one of the first signs or one of the signs of the new believer or the new creature is that they cast out devils. 
And I was saying last week that I once heard someone say that, you know, I like this church. It wasn't our church, of course. So I like this church because, you know, they don't do all this devil stuff. And I said, well, that person was speaking of the devil because you can be so bold and say something that is in direct contradiction to what the Lord Jesus said will follow believers. Praise God. So you're saying, I'm happy that in this place we don't do what Jesus tells us to do. And the reason we have to cast out devils is because we are witnesses. He says we are witnesses. We will be, we should be witnesses unto him. Now, what's a witness? You want to ask, who is a witness? Praise God. It's a question for everybody. If you know it, there's something for you. Praise God. These people don't trust me. <laughs> Have I failed you before? <laughs> All right, so who is a witness? I mean, who is bold to, to just ask? <laughs> yeah, that was present in an event and can portray um, the, 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 the event, you know, can portray the series of events, can say the things that happened. And now the witness will be one of the people who will save you in a court case. Praise God. Because then there's an issue and they tell you to bring witnesses. I mean, who was there? Who can prove, or, sorry, who can prove that this happened and this didn't happen? So you have the message and, uh, from Easter for about two months now. You know, we've been telling us that then we had inclusion where we died in Christ and then we are risen with him. And so now you should be a witness to that because your life became part of his life. And so one of the signs... Or one of the benefits of salvation is that people will be delivered from their depravities. That people will be delivered from their sufferings. And the believer is God's agent or witness to show that. So the believer should be prolific, should be competent in casting out devils. Praise God. And don't worry, it's not that difficult. It's, actually, it's not, it's not difficult. And we, we showed us in the Bible, and you know, we said maybe this Sundays, we'll just have, some people reminded me yesterday, I made up my mind yesterday to say no, we'll just continue teaching, but then some people reminded me yesterday that you said we'll have power Sundays. Praise God. So did you remember when I said it? So you came prepared? <laughs> All right, because we're not just meant to read them and say, oh, these signs shall follow them, they'll cast out devils, they're speaking new tongues, you know, and then you just move, because... When we see people, sometimes we see people suffering, we see people having funny patterns. Sometimes even believers. And the most some believers have is advice. And we said the gospel is not good advice. The gospel of God, the gospel is the power unto salvation. And when we say power unto salvation, we say power unto deliverance. Deliverance from sin, deliverance from the power of darkness, deliverance from habits. Deliverance from patterns. Deliverance from dirty things. That's what the gospel is. He didn't say advice. And he didn't say uh, show sympathy. Of course we sympathize, we empathize, and all of that. But that's not the gospel because any other person can do that. Anybody can say sorry. Praise God. Anybody can say, oh, it will get better. But the believer has been given the power, praise God, 
to turn things around. And you know, it's easy when we see Jesus because sometimes you know, believers just see Jesus and say, well, it's Jesus. But you want to take a look at the disciples. And then the Bible says, on a certain day, he called 70 of them together and sent them two by two. And let's see the instructions he gave to them. Where is that in the Bible now? Hmm? Hmm? Where is that in the Bible? Luke 10. Do you all agree? Don't worry, to be safe, just, <laughs> just agree. <laughs> Luke 10, yeah. You so much trust the people that said Luke 10. All right. Now, Luke 10, verse 1, now. It says, after the sins, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city, whither he himself would come. So, now, it says, therefore he said unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. Then he sends the same people. And then he says, go your ways, and behold, I send you forth as lamb, Lamb amongst wolves. Now, now, let's jump to nine. Quickly. And now, this is the instruction he gives these people. I, I don't know how long they are spent with him up till that time. But from reading the Gospels, we know they were just normal men. In fact, some people say, well, they were uneducated. Um, history has it that some of them were young. And then, so there's that youthful exuberance. If we've watched this movie um, or this series, Chosen. I mean, you can just see how they portrayed some of them. I mean, some brothers were having a fight, and, you know, that, that was what they were doing. And he picked them, ordinary men. And then he gave the instruction and says, Heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come near unto you. And we're saying the preaching of the gospel is total, or is a total package, that there must be the healing of the sick, and then there must be the casting out of devils. That's the full gospel. We read also in Romans 15 last week, yeah? What we said, for supposes I've preached the full gospel to you in signs, in miracles, in wonders. So I didn't just come to you with mere speech. I didn't come to you with the excellence of speech, but by the demonstration of what? The spirit and the power. And even if you look at the person that was writing this, he was an ordinary guy. I mean, before that time. But the difference was in believing. The difference was in being sent. So this man had participated in the killing of disciples. I'm sure nobody has killed anybody here before. Praise God. Ha, have you? Because <laughs> somebody said, hmm, you, you're not sure. <laughs> but, but at least you've not killed anybody. So what could be greater than that? I mean, in the eyes of the world. Praise God. So he had participated in all of those things. Yet, he came under the government of God and followed these same instructions. Yeah, of course, the believer has to live a pure life and we've discussed that for two months. Praise God. But now we're talking about the ministry of the believer, the new life. What God has sent the believer to do. And if you're not doing these things, maybe, well, I, I said last week that you're not getting discipled and then you're not following God's plan. Because those were the first instructions. Cast out devils. How? In my name. And then the Bible tells us here again, in 10, we've read 9, yes? Then we jump down to 17. 17, yeah? 
And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are what? Subject unto us in your name. He says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He says, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So they came and said, well, we went around and demons were subject to us. You know, when he sent them, we didn't, we didn't, we, in fact, we didn't read anywhere where they had special prayer sessions. You know, because sometimes some special prayer sessions before evangelism is lack of faith. Praise God. So all, every, <laughs> all the times they be teaching you, teaching you, teaching you. Then is the day to go out. Say, Father, go with us, go with us, go with us, go with us. <laughs> You know, and I'm not saying we shouldn't pray. Praise God. You know, we pray before we go on evangelism. I'm just saying some people, is, 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 is lack of faith. Because by his word, just by his word. Now, it matters who sent you. Because he sent you. Praise God. And so it's not yourself going. It's just you going with his name. And he says, in my name. So it's not, it's not dependent on a skill. It's not dependent on any other thing. It's dependent on what? The name of Jesus. And that's what he has given to the believer. And they came back. They were amazed. They didn't know it could happen. He says, can you believe me, Jesus? He says, demons were subject to us. He says, demons obeyed us in your name. He says, we set people free. He says, we, did, we had more than what we had before. You know, maybe before then, they had family members who had issues and they just said sorry and all of that. But now they saw people who were bound, maybe for years. And they said, live in the name of Jesus. And they saw those people free. Why? In the name. And Jesus said, well, that's not all. He says, I know why these things happen. He says, while you were in the front end of things, he says, at the back end, I saw Satan fall as lightning. He says, I did the work already. And then all you have to rely upon is the work I did. That is, I defeated the devil. The devil is defeated. And so when you are singing that song, the devil is defeated. Is there, there a song like that? <laughs> what? Is there a song like that? <laughs> so, so there's a song like that. So when you are singing that kind of song, uh, it's, not, it's not for the vibes. Praise God. That the devil is really defeated and you have the authority of the believer to cast out devils. And now how do we see devils function? We see devils function when people are sick. Praise God. Because some sicknesses are, are a function of the devil. We see people oppressed. I remember some time ago, I mean, the person is not a member of this church, but then someone came to meet me and said, well, that their friend can't just stay alone in the place. Because it feels like maybe something is talking to them around. And you know, of course, there are always medical terminologies for those kind of things. And I believe in medical sciences. I, I studied something in in that region, you know. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. But I believe in casting out of devils too. I said it's a devil. Just bring the person to church in the service and we're going to clear it out. You know, there was, no, there was no fear because we've been sent out to do what? To cast out devils. And you can't, you can't pick and choose. You know, some believers say, no, those, it's not, you know, I don't like, what if, what if you're not called to do so? Praise God. Everyone is called. Praise God. Because that's the new man. He says, as soon as they believe, he says, these signs shall follow them. And one of the reasons we're teaching this, yeah, systematically or 
line upon line is because maybe you just meet some Christians who says these signs have ceased. You know, I said that last week. Some people believe that um, casting out of devils, healing the sick, tongues, and interpretation of all those things have ceased. And maybe you may find some people living in the city teaching that. They wear one badge like this. You've not, they've not met you. Don't worry, they won't meet you. <laughs> we, we've met with some before. And you know, after debating with them, well, the lady asked me, she said, are you trying to convert me? I said, no. <laughs> I said, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. <laughs> you know, so they said, signs have ceased. And then that's why we read First John chapter 1. Yeah, when I was telling you that. Now, the apostles' doctrine. Now, what was the apostles' doctrine? It was the content of what the Lord Jesus handed to them. And so, we would have nothing to believe if signs have ceased. Praise God. Because then the message is half. He says, this sign shall follow day that believe. So, how do we confirm that we have believed if some of the signs have ceased? Is that making sense to you? He says, this is a function of, of believing. He says, these signs shall follow them. So, the signs cannot cease. And that's the same thing John, the apostle, was telling believers. He says, this same truth that we heard, this same truth that we handled. He says, this is the same thing we are handing over to you, that you come to fellowship with us. And that's discipleship. That the same things the master taught us to do is the same things all believers should do. So the next time you see a problem as a believer, you see someone misbehaving. You, you know, sometimes you're just always angry with people. Say, so this, this person is unreasonable. Sometimes it's, a, it's, a, it's an activity of devils. And rightly so. Praise God. So then you, you're angry instead of you to cast it out. Praise God. And I, I, you see, and we have to make it look easy. Well, it's not, we, have, we don't have to make it look easy because it's easy. I remember sometime, maybe last year, yeah? It was last year. Someone had an issue and uh, two years, maybe two years ago, someone had an issue and they were suicidal. And all of that funny stuff. So, and you know, I, I believe first aid, the first aid is the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I mean, you, you, you should call the ambulance, but before the ambulance comes, many things could happen. I mean, it takes how many minutes for the ambulance to come? 13. You will never know in Jesus' name. <laughs> but but it, takes, it takes some minutes. And now, before the ambulance comes, because for people who so much believe in medical sciences, they say, call the ambulance. So before the ambulance comes, some people pass away. And because of the activities of demons. So now, we don't know how long it would have taken the ambulance to get there or the police to get there in this situation. Yeah, but then the person messaged me and said, oh, this is what was happening. And I said, it's a demon. Now rebook the demon. And then the person was fine. In fact, we took the person to the hospital later on. And then after some checks and all of that, they certified the person fine. And then it has never occurred again, has it? Never. Why? Because there's the power in the believer to cast out devils. So when you see a situation, you cast out devils. Many sicknesses, many diseases... I function of demons. And we see them in the Bible. I think Luke chapter 13 now. Is that correct? Luke chapter 13. And then Jesus meets this woman who has been bound by the spirit of infirmity. Yeah, Luke chapter 13. From 11. Let's start from 11. Luke 13, 11. And he says, Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity. Now, there was a woman 
which had a devil of infirmity. Now, it was a spirit that held her bound. And he says she couldn't move. She couldn't, she couldn't lift herself up. And she was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, what did he do? He called her to him and said unto her, What? Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So another way to cast out devils is to lay hands and to speak. You, you don't cast out devils in your mind. Praise God. There's that boldness to give a command. He says, woman, thou art what? Loosed from thy infirmity. And then he laid hands on her and immediately she was straightened up. And that's the power of God. You don't have to think it. Praise God. There's no, there's no thinking of it. The power is in you. Of course, you have to pray and fast with... Okay, maybe we've not taught on that, but thank God for Sunday school. You know, we have a double-edged sword. In Sunday school, in the morning, they teach you... Last week was fasting, yeah? So then the believer has to be a fast guy, you know? <laughs> the believer has to fast. The believer has to pray. And I know some people, when they talk about fasting, you know, one, <laughs> sometime ago they talk about fasting. One guy said, can we, can we drink juice? Why fasting? <laughs> so what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> you know, then you begin to ask funny questions. Praise God, believers do what? They fast. And when Jesus was saying this, he didn't say if you fast. It's not an option. He says when you are fasting, because the plan was that you will fast. He says when you are praying, the plan is that you pray. When you give, the plan is that you give. It's not, it's not if. It's not a suggestion. It says you will fast. You will pray. And you will do what? You will give. Casting out of devils. And so you, 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 you find out such, such, such believers will, they, they won't cast out any devils because while they are not exercising themselves in the things of the spirit, you're not praying, you're not. But I'm saying yes, that there's no special thing, there's no special preparation for that except that you go in the name of Jesus. And if you believe that name, then you can cast out devils. Now, some people say, well, people have been acting up. You know, you just, sometimes you just have that lecturer, yeah? Praise God. And it's only you he looks at weird. You know, it's a function of the devil. Praise God. I mean, you're doing everything right. He smiles at everybody, and you get there, and he frowns. You, you think it's normal? Praise God. It's a function of devils. And I know somebody say, well, is he everything that is devil? No, not everything is devil. Continue like that, yeah? <laughs> you know, you continue say, say, use medical sciences to heal that one. Say, my doctor said we should give you this. <laughs> this pills. Says. Ah, but in such a situation, you know, you can't lay hands on, on the person. <laughs> but you can speak a word. And so that foul devil that causes this, you know, speak a word in boldness to change situations that are being caused by the devil. And then Mark 16 again, let's go back to Mark 16. I mean, that's, that's one of the things, casting out of devils. And that he said, that's only one part. Seventeen, Mark 16, 17. Yeah, now, 
He says they will speak or they shall speak with new tongues. Now, I want to finish on casting out devils now. Now, it's in there. He says they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Now, because I said we were going to have practicals on all of this, you know, when I was reading 18, I was like, wow, how will, <laughs> how will that day be? So because it says they will take up serpents. <laughs> we just go to the zoo, you know. <laughs> Get something here and... You know, I always read a story. Someone, someone, someone read that, please, out of context. So, so, so they brought the snake to church. And the guy said, well, this is what the word of the Lord says. And then he was handling the snake, and, you know, his skin looks good, you know. His melanin was popping, and <laughs> the snake decided to have a taste. <laughs> you know, the problem is not in the snake. Is in the venom. <laughs> well, you know how the story ends. You don't know. <laughs> the secret things belong to God. <laughs> There's a way that story ends. And then some people have interpreted it, but well, let's look at it critically. Yeah. Um, when he says they will cast out devils first, yeah. Now, to cast out devils is to expel devils, to command devils to get out, to give a word. And when he says they will take up serpents, now those words are the same. It's, it's, it's a violent word. It's not, it's not to play with snakes. That's a metaphor. You know, this morning we we're talking about metaphors, yeah? So now, the serpent and scorpions, the yeah, serpents will be ophi in, 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 in Greek, and that will be for cunning and crafty. You know, and that's the same thing with the devil cunning and crafty. So it's not, he's saying you will take away, you will cause to seize an oppression. Now that's that word there. Praise God. So it's not, it's not about snakes because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be supernatural because people handle snakes. Praise God. I mean, you, you go to, to a zoo. I mean, some things pop up. You know those videos just pop up on your Facebook and you see the guys. And it's not, this is not snake handlers. These are just guys who keep snakes. And then they have a way. They know how to handle snakes. So is that supernatural? No, they learned it. They know this is where to hold the snake. So it, it wouldn't be supernatural if they say, well, the new believer will be able to take off snakes. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why are we taking off snakes? Praise God. But it's to take away. Again, so it's the same thing it's saying there, that they will still cast out devils. And so when, when some people say, well, it's not, we can't be talking about devils in church. Of course, I know people take it to the extreme. I just go to a service, it's the devil, everything is the devil. You know, they talk about the devil and all of that. No, we shouldn't give the devil a place. Give no place to Satan. So we can't come and be discussing Satan. Praise God. Jesus didn't teach on Satan. He said, Satan, you know. He said, no. Take away. Cast away. Cause to seize the oppressions of serpents and scorpions. And one of the things is, you know, the world will not always agree with that. In fact, even some believers, because you wonder what they read sometimes. Yeah, some believers will not always agree with that. And they are in the same WhatsApp group with the Pharisees in, in Luke chapter 13. <laughs> because Jesus now told the woman, he says, thou art loosed. Then the Pharisees came and said, <laughs> they said, you are healing on the Sabbath. You know, that's the same thing some believers said. Or say, says, no, no, we, how, can we be, how can we be praying in tongues? How, what are you saying? 
Why do you want to know? I mean, and we'll get there. We'll see that in the Bible. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, one of the hindrances here yeah, in, in, in casting out devils is in look, listening to dissenting voices. I mean, it's God's instruction. It's Jesus' instruction to the believer. So you take it as it is. Whether it looks good to other people or not, that's the instruction. So firstly, as you're preaching, I remember we're considering the full gospel, yeah? So as you preach, and people are in need, people are in trouble, you rebuke the devil. You don't just leave them and say, well, I've told you the gospel, uh, everything's going to be fine, then you go home. No, so don't listen to dissenting voices and believe what the Bible says exactly. You know, word for word as he says it there. And so you're not thinking it's you. Praise God. Because when people get into situations, then they are thinking of many things. Say, so have I prayed this morning? Well, that's why you should always pray, yeah? <laughs> and he says, when last did I fast? Am I sure I'm reading the word? No. That's not the time to think of that. So that means constantly you're settling all those issues. So that means right now, consistently you're reading the Bible. So that when there's the opportunity, you're not thinking of, of the time you didn't read. Of the time you committed a sin. You know, that's why we did victory over sin. So that you are always, what, ready. A believer is always on the cutting edge to deliver God's power. Praise God. And so, yeah, I've explained that, yes, that taking up serpents is not, is not talking about snakes or, or scorpions. It's the same thing. It's about devils, casting out devils and demons and, and all of that. And now, again, they shall speak with new tongues. So, from, from this place, that's where we're going to take um, some digression because we'll talk about the utterance uh, gifts. So, we'll teach that maybe this Sunday, next Sunday, but we'll start from today. They will speak with new tongues. Praise God. It's a normal thing for all believers to speak in other tongues, in new tongues. And I've explained to us that when he says new tongues here, um, there's always the debate that is another person's language. Praise God. You know, I read to us that when he says new there, I use the word novel. I mean, when you check the meaning of the word, he says never used. You know, it's, it's almost not supernatural. I don't even think it's supernatural. If you speak someone else's language, you could learn it. So imagine the guy now, because the, 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 the portion of the Bible they use is on the day of Pentecost, yeah? They said, so some other guys came and said, we hear our, our language. Why are you amazed someone is speaking your language? Praise God. He could have learned it, and they didn't know the disciples before. Because remember, these people came from different parts. And then they came and said, we understand our language. So I'll teach you something now. That now, that was an eyewitness account. Yeah? And so an eyewitness account cannot pass for the teaching of the gospel. So now, Luke, while recording that, recorded what the people said they saw. And then there are many times in the Bible where it was recorded what the people saw. And we don't take what the people saw for truth. But now, this is where the devil blinds a lot of people. Because, for example, when Jesus was going down the cross, he cried out, he said, Eloi, Eloi, what? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he said, <laughs> all right. So he said, Eloi, Eloi, Labasa, back tonight. Yeah. Which means what? 
Now, what do the people say they said? They said he's calling Elijah. Was he calling Elijah? So you see why you can't take the people who are unlearned. You can't, you can't take what they said as the truth. He says it was just their opinion. Meanwhile, their opinion was divided. Some people said, well, they are drunk. So who, be, who do we believe? Now, why don't we believe that, that they were drunk? Praise God. And some people said, well, we can't, we can't, well, it, it, the people saw drunkenness. Well, that's what they saw. We can't argue with them. But then we can look at the things we are being taught by our own teachers. So we can look that Jesus said they will speak with new tongues. He didn't say they will speak other people's languages. He didn't say they will speak other languages for the first time. No. He says what? New tongues. And then in those new tongues, the people that are hearing will not understand. Now, let's, let's do Isaiah 28. And then we'll just see where tongues started from. I mean, they didn't start speaking in tongues there. So, but we'll just see where, where prophecy came for, for that. Isaiah 28. From verse 11. Now, he says, okay, let's start from 10. Or let's start from 9. Yeah, let's start from 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? It says, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. It says, for precept must be upon precept, line, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to these people? It says, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Praise God. So he's saying now, and if you, if you read from 28.1, now there's been um, woe to the crown of pride and to the drunkards of Ephraim, you know. Now there were this group, or there's this disobedient set of people. And he said, woe unto them. He says, well, they're getting punished, and this is, you know, their judgment. And he says, for I will speak to them with men of stammering lips. Now, what can you hear when, and I'm not talking of normal stuttering. I'm talking of real stammering. Can you pick what the person is saying? No, you can't understand when there's serious stammering. It's inaudible speech. And what's tongues? It's inaudible. Praise God. And then the hearer that are not believers cannot understand. Because he went further in 28 here, 28, 12 now. And says to him, he said, this is the rest where with, um, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. And he says, yet they would not hear. He says, yet they will not obey. So that's not to believers. And again in 1 Corinthians 14. Let's do 1 Corinthians 14. Let's jump there. Where we now see some explanation on tongues. 1 Corinthians 14. Are you there? 1 Corinthians 14. And um, let's see, let's see now. Where it says, for tongues are a sign. 22. 22, yeah. First Corinthians 14, 22. Now he says, wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe. Yeah? But what? To them that believe not. It's a sign to what? To them that believe not. 
because they won't understand. And does that look sim- uh, uh, um, is that similar to what we just read in 28, 11, Isaiah? That he will speak to them with stammering lips and they will not hear. Praise God. Are you with me? Do you understand what we just said? So he said now, it's a sign to them. It's a sign of the power of God. They see it. The same way they see the casting out of devils. They're not going to understand that. Praise God. The same way they see laying hands on the sick and healing the sick. They're not going to understand that. In fact, you know, when there was the healing revival in, in America many years ago, and, and, you know, journalists who are unbelievers would just go and camp in healing meetings, you know, just to find that this is not true. Praise God. Why? Because they didn't understand, they didn't believe. So they're trying to find out the gimmicks. And it's the same thing. They won't understand. So none of the signs will be understood by the unbelievers. Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Since the natural man cannot understand the sins of the spirit. Since the spirit is enmity against the flesh, you know, they are warring against each other so that the natural man will not understand the sins of the spirit. But why, why do believers choose the natural man to, to teach them? Or you believe them? So tongues is for every believer. Should every believer speak in tongues? Yes. Praise God. Should every believer speak in tongues? Because we don't see examples of believers not speaking in tongues. Praise God. At the upper room, he says all of them were filled with the Holy Ghost. And what did they do? They spoke in other tongues. So that's the first set of believers who are the examples for us. So if you don't believe all believers should speak in tongues... There's this thing you say where I come from. Who, who you resemble? I mean, <laughs> now, so where did you take your example from? Praise God. There's no example. And in fact, further down in the book of Acts, Apostle Paul saw some believers. He says, have you received the Holy Ghost? They said no, because somehow it escaped them. And he said, kneel down now. <laughs> punish them a little for not receiving. Okay, I'm just joking. He didn't punish them. But he said, kneel down. He laid hands on, he laid hands on them. And they spoke in other tongues. And they were filled. And so it's your duty too, when you catch a believer <laughs> that doesn't speak in tongues, don't say, you know, so believers say funny things. He said, say, just when you go to your room, just close the doors, close the windows, play, and just tell God, God, feel me. Is that how they filled people here? No, Paul saw them. He said, don't go home yet. He says, I'm just going to feel you right now. So don't, don't tell people to go home and uh, you bring them to your church. You say, we'll bring you to our church. Our pastor will feel you if you bring somebody to me. <laughs> Praise God. Because it's your duty. And how do you do that? It's easy, yeah? For those who have been instructed to do that, you found out it's easy. I mean, they tried the first time. For some people, they came and then we instructed them again. They said, no, 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 don't say, say like this, do like this. And then you've got to be sure of those things. You know, tell them, just, are you interested? They said, yes. Tell them, if I lay hands on you, do you believe you speak in tongues? If they believe, praise God, they will speak in tongues. Who sent you? Jesus. So it's not of your own will. And that boldness counts because you are reliant upon the faith in the name of Jesus. 
So you tell them, if I lay hands on you, you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. Someone has an oppression of demons, you tell them, do you believe I can help you? He says, yes. He says, you believe if I lay hands on you, these patterns will stop. You know, a lot of times, the dissenting voices are also the devil speaking. And so who are you going to obey? The voice of the devil or the voice of the Lord? Remember one time we had, we had um, a meeting and it was a Holy Ghost meeting, you know. So there was a word of knowledge, gift of tongues, then ask someone to tell us what, what was in their spirit or what the Lord had laid on their mind. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you that even in the house of God, because believers can be oppressed, praise God. So this person said eh, that this, this is what the Holy Spirit was telling me that we are asking for more power and then we have not even used the one we have. Huh. Jesus, I just knew. So I tried not to embarrass the person there because, I mean, they can't just finish prophesying. And so I waited for another day. So, I, <laughs> so in the service, I looked at the person. I said, look at me. Then the person started running. I said, yeah. And uh, that's the devil. So I called them. I said, come, just look. Just try, try. <laughs> try. And by a word, I said, I get you loose in the name of Jesus. Satan, leave her now. And she was fine. And then I, I, I discovered, because over time I'd been talking with this particular person, and then they had a lot of issues, you know, you know um, depression. And Meanwhile, I'm not saying depression is demonic. <laughs> Praise God, before the um, supporters of that thing start, <laughs> start fighting me. I didn't say it's demonic. Praise God. But now this person had a lot of issues. I mean, they couldn't have friends, you know, because they just fight everybody. You know, it had to be a devil. And after that, they were light. They were feeling fine. You know, things began to, to work together. They were okay. But before then, every time, complaints. And sometimes you want to you take note of that. Because, you know, complaining is not of God. So every day you complain about this person, you complain about that person. Nobody likes me. Me too. I don't like anybody. <laughs> you know? It's the devil. And that's, that's discernment 101. Praise God. That's how to discern. You can't just be in a place and every time there's that pattern of complaint and there's a problem there. Praise God. So yeah, tongues. And then because I said we'll talk about now the utterance gift because in 1 Corinthians year 14 and there was or there is a teaching of tongues too. And soon we'll go, we'll go offline. So for those following us offline, they find your way to church quickly. So, so that you participate in this teaching of tongues and interpretation. <laughs> Praise God. So, but yeah, when I just, um, when I finish the teaching, I'll tell us when to go off. So now, 1 Corinthians 14, he says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. Yeah. But rather that you may what? Prophesy. Now, when we're talking about utterance gifts, we're talking about gifts that come with the flow of speaking, yeah? Utterance, amen. Inspired words, inspired words. And prophecy is one of them. And now, this is to answer the question of believers that say, well, do we have all spiritual gifts? Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because you have the Spirit. Amen. What do you have? The Spirit of God. And whatever is in the Spirit of God, 
is inside of you. So at any point that anyone is needed, or at any point where there's a need, there should be a flow. Praise God. So every believer can heal, every believer can prophesy, even in fact from the Old Testament. Moses says, I wish that all of you were what? Praise God. I wish that all of you were. You people have not seen it before. Well, stand up. Praise God. Moses said what? Hmm. All right. Now, Apostle Paul here says now 14 verse 2. He says, For he that speaketh in an own tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now, for those people I say, who I say, what are you saying? What are you saying? It's none of their business because you are speaking unto God. Praise God. In fact, you yourself, you don't understand what you're saying except by the interpretation. So don't let anybody say, what are you saying? It's not, why do you, now, if I was praying in English, do you want to listen to my prayers? Amen. No. So you mind your business and I mind mine because I'm speaking what? Unto God. Now, I'll read the misconception out here because now for this church, for this Corinthian church, they had, they had a lot of gifts, you know, without being taught accurately. So, for example, now, in a service, someone just comes to the front. And what they want to do is just to speak in tongues. Now, you know, there'll be confusion there. If I just come to the front, we haven't said anything before the service. Shabaraba. <laughs> so, people were expecting it. Shabaraba, shabaraba. You just, you know, but now everybody is watching. What's going on here? It's shabaraba. <laughs> Everybody's watching. What's going on here? And so that was the kind of thing. Everybody wanted to give a tongue and interpretation all at the same time. No order. And so that's the correction there. So it's not, it's not I'm telling people don't speak in tongues. No, because you are speaking unto God. And what you're saying to God is nobody's business. It's your business and God's business. Praise God. So verse 2 now. now he, he, he now says in, uh, yeah, no man understandeth him. He says, how be it in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. He says, but he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, what's prophecy now? Let's take a definition for prophecy there. So, prophecy is edification and exhortation and comfort. Now, how do we do those things? We do them by speaking, yeah? So, one of the reasons we say the utterance gift. We do that by speaking. And I will tell us why I'm relating that with tongues, Yeah? Now, in four now, he says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified himself. Now, but when we are gathered, there's the need for the edification of the church. There's a need for the edification of other believers too. You know, be not drunk with one wearing his excess, but be filled with the spirit, admonishing yourselves. So when people come to church with a burden too, there must be a supply of the Spirit. And so that's why we have Holy Ghost meetings, you know, believers meetings. Yeah? So that um, when people are taught, then you can have a word for your brother. Praise God. So maybe, maybe the person is just, there's just so much he's thinking about. And, you know, he can't, he can't find a way to, to get a message from the Lord. But then there's someone in the congregation that is able to edify them. So edification is not for yourself alone. And that's why he's saying prophesy. Because when those guys came to the front and they wanted to communicate with everybody in tongues. But he's saying no. He says, I would rather that you do what? 
prophesy and edify everybody. Because if you're standing in front of everybody, for example now, and you're speaking in tongues, he says it's only yourself you're edifying. And then you're causing confusion because you are the leader. I mean, at that point, you're the one leading the congregation. So why speak in tongues? And I'm not saying when you lead prayers, you shouldn't speak in tongues. I know I've spoken to the, the prayer unit and other people too, that when you speak in prayers, firstly, start in understanding. Now, if you're on your own, you can, you, can, you can start whatever you like, you do. Yeah, but if you're leading a group of people to pray, because some are unlearned, yeah? And so, in the believer's love work, we consider everybody. So, there are the people who just got saved, maybe they don't know anything about praying in other tongues, and they are in the service. There are even some people who are not saved at all. They found their way to church. Now, it isn't that, it's not that we should now, because of them, now do a funny kind of service. But we must be able to say things that they will understand first. Praise God. So is that clear? So we must be able to say things that they understand first, then we pray in other tongues. Why? We've given them a prayer point to pray. And so from that point on, it's nobody's business what I'm saying. Because I've led you to pray. And so what you should do is to pray. Where did we stop? All right, four, yeah. So, we'll move to five now. It says, I would that you all spoke with tongues. Now, who has another translation? What, what's that one saying now? I wish you all spoke with tongues. Now, when I said, should everybody speak with tongues? What's the answer? Yes. But he's saying here now, I wish you all, everyone, should speak in tongues. But he's saying there's something greater than just edifying yourself. So, something that's better than edifying yourself is edifying the body. So he says, but even more that you prophesied. He says, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Now, I want you to see something there. Now, tongues and interpretation is equal to prophecy. Praise God. Uh, because the point now is edifying the entire church. So then, if you stand before us to speak to us, in tongues. Now, I'm not saying lead prayers in tongues. To speak to us in tongues. Yeah? Then you should interpret. And don't worry, it's not difficult to interpret. Praise God. I mean, we'll, we'll do all of that. Do we have time? Do you have time? Alright, that's good. You have time. Now. <laughs> so, now, uh, because prophecy is to edify the entire church. Yeah? It's to edify people. It's to exhort. It's to do what again? Comfort and to do what? Edify. And now he's saying that when you speak in tongues, now that's for that church. And you see that it's peculiar. He didn't write that to any other church. So perhaps the other churches were accurate in what they were doing. So, but now he's saying, because it, it causes a lot of confusion for many people. So he's saying now, so if you're going to speak to people in tongues, he says, you should interpret so that what they may receive. Edification. Let's go to six now. It says, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall it profit you, or what shall I profit you, except that I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? It says, And even things without living, without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they have a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? It says, For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for the battle? It says, So likewise you. He says, except you utter by tongue words easy to be understood. He says, how shall it be known what is spoken? 
for you shall speak into the air. It says there, um, okay, let's just jump down. Now, it says, um, 13, now, wherefore let him that speaketh in an unknown tongues, in an unknown tongue, pray that he may interpret. It says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, it says, my spirit prayed, but my understanding is unfruitful. So now that still goes back to the person that is trying to understand you. The person doesn't understand, you also don't understand because your understanding is unfruitful. Uh, but then he says you can pray to interpret. Praise God. And, you know, I, I just remember when I was saying now, you know, when people say pray in tongues, that when you pray in tongues, one of the benefits of praying in tongues is that the devil does not understand what you're saying. Praise God. Well, that's all right, but you also don't understand what you're saying. You know? so, so all of you are coming. <laughs> so the devil doesn't know you. But the, the motivation is not the devil. Praise God. The motivation is what? Edification. Leave, leave the devil. Don't give him a place. Praise God. Edify yourself and edify the church. Praise God. So now, he says, what is it then? He says, I will pray with the spirit. Now he's talking about prayer now. And I will pray with the understanding also. He says, I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else, when thou shalt bless with the spirit. Now again, you see, there's this movement that keeps happening there. And sometimes that's the confusion. And because now he's saying for himself. And then again, you now move to, to the congregation. Praise God. Did you notice that there? So there's that interchange. So sometimes he's talking about the person alone and sometimes he's talking about the person and the church. Because now he, he now moves that because if, we, if, if thou shalt bless with the spirit, he says, how shall he that occupied the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? You know, for thou verily give thanks well, but the other is not edified. So it, it now makes sense that now this is in a midst of people. But on your own, in praying in the spirit, in praying in other tongues, you don't have to care. Praise God. So, and I know some people say, well, you shouldn't even start with praying in tongues. You, you, there's no manual for that. Praise God. You get into your prayer closet, you're speaking mysteries. Speaking mysteries is better than speaking what you know. Because when you think all the things you know, you say, oh God, help me. <laughs> say, help me, help me. Sometimes when you, when you even say the things you know, you say, I'm tired. <laughs> Praise God. But when you speak in mysteries, you know you're speaking to God. You know it's unhindered. And then you can receive, you can get what the mind of the Spirit is saying, what the mind of God is saying. Then speaking in your own understanding. Father, Lord, King of Kings. You know you have a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying when you pray like that you have a problem. But you know, you have an issue. But you, you start with the whole elaborate matter. King of Kings, you are the Lion of Judah, the one who went before and came back. Says you are higher and... You're here with us at the same time, most high. You know, then you begin to say many things that are not even in the Bible. <laughs> you are rhyming the most high that is never high. <laughs> you better pray. <laughs> pray, dogs. You say, you say most high. <laughs> now, praise God. Now, understand me. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you should not call God those names, yeah? Praise God. He's the most high, yeah? But I'm just saying that don't put a mental block and and be beating around the bush when you ought to be praying. So don't think it's all those things that makes him answer you. No, you have an issue. Go there with your heartfelt prayer. Amen. Are you getting blessed? So where did we stop now? 
17. He says, now, for thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God. He says, now, not I speak with tongues more than you all. He says, yet in the church, I'd rather speak five words with my understanding that my by voice I may teach others also. So you see the problem was that those guys were trying to teach in tongues. <laughs> Praise God. That, that was the problem. So someone comes to the front and wants to teach <laughs> in tongues. You, you know, there'll be confusion. So he's now saying, well, I'd rather speak five words in understanding that they will understand, that they will know what I'm saying instead of speaking in tongues to them. Now, it says that my voice I may teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. It says, brethren, be not children in understanding how be it. Yep. Again, now we jump down to 26. He says, how is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you had a psalm, a doctrine, had a tongue, had a revelation, has an interpretation. He says, let all things be done unto what? Edifying. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at most by three, that by cause, yeah, and that by cause, and let one, and that's by course, and let one interpret. But if there no, be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself. What is he doing? Speaking in tongues to himself and to God. Praise God. So now this is your defense. If you catch anybody saying, this is, sit them down. Open scriptures and expound it onto them. You know? you know, Jesus, he expounded scriptures to them. Don't fail to teach. Praise God. Teach and say, and then get the person filled. So now we've cleared, yes, that every believer should speak in tongues. Hmm? And we speak in tongues by faith. 